Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, and welcome back into the Moment of Cluth podcast. I'm your host, Megan Cluth. This week's guest is fitting with the theme of 4th of July because she's a little firecracker, a go-getter, and all-around inspirer. Her name is Sydney Sadik, and at the age of just 26, she's made a name for herself in the entertainment and fashion industry. On this episode, we talk about making your dreams happen and her new book, Aim High. Joining me now is Sydney Sadik. She's a fashion and entertainment correspondent, and now she's an author of her new book, Aim High. Sydney, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Hearing the third part, by the way, is like crazy. <laughs> you are so young, too, to be accomplishing all of this. I just saw on the internet you're, what, 26? I'm 26, yeah. And you're an author, like, sheesh, I've got some catching up to do. So tell me about this new book. I'm so excited because most people know me for just being on air as this fashion and lifestyle entertainment correspondent, but my whole career really started off writing. I was an editor at the Daily Front Row. I was writing hundreds of articles a day, and I was a journalism major at George Washington University School of Media and Public Affairs. So this was really something that I felt was always in the cards, writing a book. I didn't know when. I didn't know at first what about but the cards really came together and I was asked to write a book really on fashion, but also in a motivational way that will help women and men with life lessons, with confidence building, and of course, sort of developing your personal style. And that's what Aim High, Have a Style Your Life and Achieve Your Goals really does do. It brings all of those things together in one tangible place. Wow, that is so impressive. Well, congratulations. For anybody listening to this podcast, I feel like a lot of people look up to you as somebody who's aspirational in career and personal life. What does it take to get to where you are right now? Where did you start? I feel like people think that this has just been going on for the last couple of years because they hear I'm 26. So they're like, oh, like she must have just started this in college or out of college. Like I've been working since I was 16. And I really believe that everything that's really good that comes in life is something that you have to work super hard for. And for me, this has been going on for like 10 years. And, you know, I really think it's just, again, about being persistent, consistent, knowing who you are and being a kind person. I really believe that the energy you put out there really comes back to you. And I think there's tons of people, whether you're in entertainment or really any industry that maybe they get so popular for a moment of time and then you don't really hear about them again. And I think for me, it's all about just maintaining who I am, being consistent and always remaining authentic. And I think that's what a lot of other people, you know, should be doing too, is just remaining true to yourself. That's what this podcast is about. It's called <laughs> Moment of Cluth for Moment of Truth. Was I love there, it. Thank you. Was there a moment in your life where you felt like you weren't being authentic to yourself or you knew you were being authentically who you are and you stuck to your guns? I think I've always stayed true to myself. I think the only moment where it was a question of like what to do next is when I was getting comfortable at my desk job as an editor at this magazine because I had a very glamorous looking position. I was going to events, I was covering the Met Ball, I was running around New York with all these celebrities and models and 
you know, it looks super glam, but really it's a ton of work. And I felt like I was hitting this rut and this was, you know, two years out of being of college. It was like three years ago. And I just knew that I could either stay in this job and be comfortable and be known as that girl around town who really does good work and is a strong writer, but I really didn't see how things could evolve from there if I stayed. So in terms of being authentic to myself, that's usually speaking up in times and to people that, you know, might not necessarily be the norm, but just you sort of standing up for my beliefs and what I feel is right. And in that moment, I was like, you know what, this is it. I have to leave my job. If I'm staying true to myself. It's taking myself out of the comfort zone and putting myself in a little bit of uncharted waters and taking that risk. So if I didn't make that move, then I wouldn't have been authentic. But because I did, I luckily stayed true to myself. You just gave me chills because I'm actually experiencing a moment like that in my life right now where I feel like it's scary. I'm comfortable where I'm at, but it's scary to take that risk and go into uncharted territories. But what is on the other side of that risk? A lot. I mean, my professor, one of my professors in college, Steve Roberts, who was married to the late Cokie Roberts, you know, an ABC journalist, he always said to us in class, he was like, the moment you feel comfortable is the time to make yourself uncomfortable and it's not easy I feel like so many people when they come to me or they ask girls for career advice they want me to give like a concrete answer of how things work and when you're in entertainment when you're in fashion any of these industries where it's kind of like a gig based culture there is no concrete path every single day is something new it's not like you know when you want to become a doctor that you have to get the degree then you do this then that like there's none of that when you're pursuing what I'm doing. And so there's a lot of risk. There are a lot of days where sometimes you don't know what's gonna happen next and you might get worried and you might be upset. And it's an emotional roller coaster. But if you really do love what you do or what you're trying to do, I truly believe the risk is all worth it. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. And that, it's funny that you say that because I feel the same. We're in the same industry, obviously. So it's high risk, high reward. And it's not something who might be like, like somebody who's going to law school or somebody who's going to medical school. It's a straight path. And you do this, 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 and this, and then you get your degree and you become a surgeon or you become a doctor here. Yeah. There's no guarantees, but I almost feel like it takes a certain minded person to really go for that. And I loved what you said about just taking the risk and putting yourself out there. Um, for any girls who might want to get themselves in this industry, girls or boys, anybody who wants to get their foot in the door, what do you recommend? I really think networking is just at so much of the core of everything. It's really about making yourself known. And I don't like when people are like, it's all about who you know. I don't really necessarily believe that. I think it's about who you become known to. So, you know, for me, it's really always been about where can I go? And obviously that's a little bit hard right now during the coronavirus, but using tools like LinkedIn, researching people, really just getting yourself out there in ways that might feel like you're overstepping some sort of boundary into reaching people who might seem like they're so far off, but in reality, they're not. Um, that's something I've always done. I think it's also a lot of girls to me, they're always like, I wanna be in fashion specifically but I don't know in what area of fashion. And I said, well, you know, it takes a lot to also figure out what you don't want in life as much as it does to figure out what you do want. So I thought that I was always just gonna be writing. And then I realized, wait a minute, like, no, 
TV. That's what I love to do. I love talking to cameras. I feel comfortable. I'm more comfortable talking to a million people on the Today Show than I am talking to just you. Like, that's <laughs> just my mentality. It's always been that way um, in my career. So I just really do, you know, think it's about, again, going back to that risk, but also really trying to get yourself to connect with really cool, interesting people and really just to be consistent with who you are. I love that. You're just singing. This is exactly, this is my tune. We're on the same frequency right now. It's true though. I, I think sometimes people are like, oh, it just, it's, you know, it sounds good. But like, no, like this is what it is. I mean, you know, that, that mentality, it's half of it's all about your mentality. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like it seems so abstract when you're getting started or even when you're seven years into a career, it still seems abstract and like you're just being a complete risk taker and putting the cart before the horse. But honestly, just, I feel like you were right. Once you just put your feet in there, get your feet in the water and go start swimming. Yeah. And I feel like I still swimming every single day. The last thing I wanted this book to come off as, which thankfully it hasn't, is like, I just did everything and I've made it and you know, I'm done. Because I think that's what a lot of people think when they come out with books or someone who's my age, you know, right? Like they automatically think it's a memoir and you know, whatever, but like, that's not what this is. Aim high is something that I do in my life every single day. Day. And I will still be doing every day because for me, I'm the kind of person where it's kind of never enough. Like I always want the next big thing. Um, and that's, you know, a big part of how I was raised with two really motivated parents and grandparents. Um, so I hope that, you know, always comes across. What's your daily routine? It's definitely changed. I mean, it used to be a lot of like hair and makeup chairs and professional photographers and I would be in the TV studio and um, none of that obviously is happening now. So if you want my routine like right now, like yeah. Rona, okay. Do you wake up and meditate or what's your vibe? I wish I was that calm of a person. I am very like, you can't see my hands because this is a podcast, but just imagine my hands going up in the air and shaking. Um, <laughs> I wake up around, you know, eight, nine o'clock. I used to get up like at 5 a.m. all the time, but now it's around then because I'm up very late at night doing work. Um, I get up, I look at my phone, do my Instagram. You guys follow me. I have a Instagram live show every day during the week called Lunchtime with Sydney, which I started during quarantine. And to announce my guests that morning, I do this little Insta story of my blinds with a little sparkly filter. So that takes about like 30 minutes to do to get it to the place that I like. I do that, get up, do my hair, do my makeup. I do my makeup every day because that's what makes me feel good about myself. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> and I get dressed. I usually pick my outfit out the night before. So it's all planned and it's on my chair ready to go. I do my lunchtime with Sydney. And then from there, it's called, it's meeting. I'm literally back to back. I don't consider myself an influencer per se. So I'm not showing everything that's going on. There is so much going on every day. I've literally never been busier. It's been insane. Wow. And then I'm with my family. <laughs> so talk about that creativity that you're finding during quarantine. Like, I feel like a lot of people are finding new ways to express themselves and advance their career from their houses. Definitely. Yeah. For me, I mean, I was just at the point where I felt like I was hitting my all time high right before Corona started. I was on TV like three times a week. I was going on E every month to LA. I was on the Today Show, you know, all this stuff. And those things are still happening, but it's very different when you're doing it from your home. But I felt like I was doing all of these, you know, things that I've always wanted at the place that I wanted. And so when I realized that we were going to be 
as a family together outside of my home, outside of my normal routine, I knew I had to find something that gave me that, you know, not the motivation, but sort of like, you know, that, that thing that gets me excited to wake up every morning. And so I started this lunchtime with Sydney, you know, to really do that, to have meaningful conversations, but also with the intentions of making people feel less alone during their lunch breaks, which was a time that I personally enjoyed. I don't know about you, but I would meet my friend for a lunch in between meetings and stuff, because that was my like 45 minutes to just kind of take a moment. Um, And so I've been doing it now. I've done almost 70, I believe, episodes wow. of this, which is crazy with different, you know, celebrities and designers or personalities. And for me, as much as I really know it's helping other people because I get the DMs, it really helps me. Like not to be selfish, but it just, it really helps me feel less alone because I'm used to being such a social butterfly out every night, going to events, going out with my friends. And I've literally not seen anybody, but one friend, we took a walk actually right before I'm talking to you. That is the first friend that I've gotten together with since March 9th. Wow. Yeah. It's definitely a crazy lonely time. There's a lot going on in this world and it's easy to feel swept, swept up into that. Um, you have interviewed everybody. It seems like I was checking out your work and you've interviewed Rihanna. You've interviewed, you've been on the Today Show, Good Morning America. Who was the scariest person you've ever interviewed? Scary. I just think that like being with Tom Brady in a close proximity when I think he's so attractive, I was just scared how I was going to react. No one makes me nervous, but I was just nervous that like my body was just going to have like a physical reaction to seeing him. Like I was going to get all red or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so back to lunchtime with Sydney, how do you push the ball forward on something that is kind of a, like a passion project for you? Like from you, I read that you started in a blog. How did you push the ball forward on that and make it a career? Um, in terms of the, the lunchtime with Sydney part of it? Or just any of it. Cause you, it seems like you've just taken conscious steps to move forward and turn your passions into a lifestyle. Yeah. I think I've just always been someone who thinks big and who thinks outside the box. I'm always thinking some of my best ideas come very late at night like I said I don't go to sleep um, until usually around two o'clock in the morning because I'm always like in my bed brainstorming ideas um and I am someone who honestly believes that action speaks louder than words so I'm always trying to find ways to actually bring these ideas to life and I think you know it's not again like something where I can give a concrete example of how I've done it but I think the one thing I've done is I've always when I come up with ideas and I start them I finish them and I don't stop them in between it's like this sunshine with Sydney thing yeah people are not at home obviously as much as they were when I started this but like this is something that I want to continue beyond you know the virus so it's it's really about just like sticking with your ideas I think a lot of people just give up at some point if they get over it they get uninspired and, you know, I'm not, not like that. There are moments where I'm like, wait a minute, let me like take a moment. Let's reevaluate the situation. But that doesn't mean give up. That just means rethink. I like that. Cause I, I've, I've caught myself picking up things and stopping them like, oh, I'm going to have an HGTV YouTube channel of my own. And then I have, I'm like, okay, too many logs in the fire. I need to focus on one thing at a time. Um, for Which anybody- hard. It is. And to evaluate what you can actually successfully carry through consistently, because I think consistency is key. And the fact that you've had 70 guests on Lunchtime with Sydney is huge. How are you booking these guests? Just DMing them? 
No, you know, I know a lot of people from being, you know, at the magazine for so long and being on these shows. My network has honestly just become very large over the years. And I know the majority, you know, of these people. And it's like anything else. It's like booking, you know, if I was a booker on the Today Show, you know, I always find away. So at the end of this podcast, I like to play a game called Two Truths and a Lie, where you tell me okay. two truths and a lie about yourself, and I have to guess which one is a lie. Ooh, okay. Um, I've never had a serious boyfriend. I didn't like wearing, wait, two truths and a lie? Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. Okay. I didn't like wearing pants as a child growing up. I would only wear like dresses and skirts. And I am not afraid of elevators. Not afraid of elevators. I'm going to go with you're not afraid of elevators is a lie. Yes, the not really gave it away. That's the lie. <laughs> you're terrified of elevators. Them. Hate them. How do you hate get them. anywhere in New York City? Not well. I mean, I do it. Like, again, like if I have to do something, I do it. But like, it's a not a pretty sight. If you're in an elevator to me, I probably look like I'm crazy. No, I just like I put my earphones in and I zone out for a minute. That is so funny. I feel like New York City would be the worst place to get stuck in an elevator because you never know how long the maintenance man could take in New York traffic. Literally, but you know, right now I feel like, like elevators are kind of going to be an avoided place for the meantime because mm -hmm. it's not looking to get with the virus. So for everyone who used to make fun of me for not liking them, now people aren't going to want to take them for other reasons. Yeah, you're like, you guys go ahead and touch those buttons. I'll be exactly there's Well, where can we find your book, and uh, is it available everywhere? Yes, yeah, so Aim High is available for pre-order right now on Amazon, Barnes Noble, and IndieBound. So it connects you to your local bookstore. And it comes out on September 15th. Yay, so excited to check it out. I can't wait. And thank you so much for coming on this podcast. You gave some great advice today. And it's really nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. I know same with you. Thanks for listening to the Moment of Clute podcast. I'm your host, Megan Clute. For more episodes, please subscribe and share this episode with others. Visit MeganCluth.com to get in touch, head over to my YouTube channel to watch, and stay tuned for more great interviews. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.